What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno podcast, where everyone has a story and everyone's story matters. What's your story? If you would like to support the show and help us tell more stories like the one you're about to hear today, please visit Crazy Face Uno, where you can purchase items from our online store or donate. As always, I am your host, Shane McNeely, and boy, are you in for a treat today. It is my honor and privilege to introduce our guest today, my friend, Dan Krosner. What's going on, Dan? Not much, Shane. How are you? I'm I will, I don't know about the whole treat part, but I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. I know. People, <laughs> people love that one. That's a, that's a real fan favorite. Uh, <laughs> dude, uh, I don't know the last time that we really chatted. It was, it's been in the last six years. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, um, we've texted back and forth every once in a while, but we haven't done a very good job of staying in touch. No, you got married. I did. I was out west too. We've been a little bit all over the place, but yeah. yeah we happens. first we first met. You were one of my teammates uh, at Invisible Children. My first tour. Uh, we toured the Deep South, which is where I live now, which is kind of bizarre and weird sometimes, uh, which encompassed, uh, what, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida? Did I cover them all? Yep, yep, nailed it. And, uh, yeah, so we, we got to know each other pretty well. We were, we were pretty good, uh, pretty close on the, on the road. Yeah, we shared a van that we lived in together, mostly. Yep. Um, about like 70 percent of the tour so yep yeah got to know each other very well crazy faces i think i knew you by that a little bit too and then i think you <laughs> did you already have was the uno a part of it i just don't remember that no part, uno the uno came later it's the uno right. honestly was like um people like this this is one of those like people don't understand the name which why should you it's kind of obscure and uh crazy face uno or crazy face was my nickname in college which right, I'm yeah, sure you heard the, the nickname. And so I, I went by lots of different things, craze, crazy, whatever, crazy face. And, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the Uno was just the, the bit was, you know, when you do like usernames on games or whatever online, we had to create something. I always hated like, right, using yeah. a number, so I just did Uno. Or like one was always like the alternative to uh, like, oh, crazy face is already taken. So it would be like the option would be Crazy Face One, you know. I'd be like, "No, nah, I'll just do Crazy Face Uno," or you know, you know, whatever it is. So yeah, Crazy Face Uno sounds like a really cool DJ too. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's random, but my uh, I had an inspiration from a YouTube star. Uh, his name is Mr. Beast, and I don't, are you familiar with him at all? I'm not. I know the Beast from the movie Split. Mm, yeah i don't know that but less good but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just i saw his name and i was like well if he can have the name mr beast i mean crazy face you know will do just fine so gotcha. i just went with it also yeah. beast from x-men but that's getting off topic but beauty yeah and, the beast. <laughs> and then beauty and the beast. Yeah, yeah all the above and yeah. disney what disney just came out with their streaming service today i saw lots of posts and uh, yeah, hubbabaloo, hubbabaloo. I don't know how you say that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be really cool for cool people. I don't know. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. Uh, what's the so only uh, about the, it, the Mandalorian? But... Yeah, the Star Wars portion of it, I may get Ooh. into, but we'll see. I don't yeah. know. There you go. It's only so much Disney you can take. Yeah, I hear you, dude. Dan, what are you up to these days? Well, um, so I this year I just moved back to Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia area. West I grew up Philly in the area. Delta, born and raised. Yeah, except about an hour north of West Philadelphia <laughs> in the suburbs. An hour north. And a place called Perkasie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I was out in Colorado for about six years and yeah, I moved back here. I wanted to kind of get a full time career going. I I was like a manager at a, a wedding venue out in Colorado. Yeah. Um, I think you know. The place, a lot of invisible children. Yeah. Uh, um, lives that's this park, right? Yeah. Um, I think you've had, like, Tyler on. Yep. Um, too. Yeah. So, and Bethany. Um, yep. Who else? There's somebody gone else course. that's been, that was out there, too. Oh, Jamie. Oh, yeah. Jamie Lansford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. She actually was there when I was there for a good amount of time. So, yeah. yeah. So, I was out there for six years um, when you live in the mountains in Colorado and your bar manage. Um, a, a wedding venue. There's kind of a very niche environment. I yeah. didn't really want to be working nights and weekends my whole life. So I get that. Yeah, get um, that. came back here. I did like a a coding boot camp um, for web development. Ooh, okay. Really. Um, How's that? It was good. I finished it in July, and then somehow my first interview, I got an internship, and it just turned into a job. The past oh, nice job. Week or two. So That's uh, awesome. yeah, past couple of months have been stressful. Just like making sure I can. Like get down the job and then yeah um, yeah so do you yeah it's been busy. did you know much about coding before you took the boot camp thing not really at all um <laughs> i did like a coding class in college but that was 10 years ago yeah um yeah so you no, it was yeah, it was pretty intensive style six months three days a week okay. and then like homework and everything on top of like the 10 or 12 hours of class so, so it wasn't just like um, an online thing it was like an in-class in-person yeah, that's the only way. I, I mean, I can maybe learn online, but I think it's yeah. much better to have somebody, some people hands-on. We had, like, teaching assistants that were there walking through the, yeah, helping I'm, everybody along. So, I'm the same yeah, way. it was a really cool experience. And uh, Wow. Do you feel yeah. like you got a pretty good handle on things now? And I mean, I mean I'm still get... learning. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of those things where you just have to keep learning every day. So, yeah, um, yeah basically, it should be, the, I think it's the same way with everything, but... Yeah. Um, this specifically when it's like a web-based technology, it's you kind of want to make sure you're staying up on it. Yeah, I suppose that's probably too. Yeah, and their coding is like, it's like using everything these days, so that's good. Right. Hopefully, it's not taken over by the the robots anytime soon. So. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well, yeah, got a yeah. couple of years. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we can code that out of the. Hey, there you go. So, Look at that. Yeah. Nice little. Careful, they're listening, you know, those robots. Oh, everybody! They'll be like, that Dan Krosner guy, he's going to code us out. (laughs) Coming for you. Yeah, I'm the least of the worries, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool. So how long have you, how many, what is it? You've just been doing this for like a couple weeks now, or? Um, It's been uh, since like August. Oh, Uh, sweet. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's been good. I'm more like a small company. it's nice um, working for them. I got to get my hands to, on everything. Um, so I'm a full stack web developer. So it means just working with databases on the back end and yeah. doing stuff that where people work with on the front end as far as like 
the user facing websites. Um, so I'm able to work with both ends. And I think a lot of people usually when they get into it, they're only working on maybe one, one specific or niche. Yeah. yeah. Or even like even a more focused place, depending on how big the company is. So sure. it's going to be nice to be able to touch everything. Um, kind of just get used to a bunch of different ways and kind of grow from there. Um, and then eventually be able to be where I want to be and everything. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's cool. That's really cool. Dude, you're one of, I was trying to think about this. Um, you're one of six siblings. Yeah. One of mm-hmm. six. Cause you yeah, and Annie both were one of like both had six total and like each. Right. Which I think right. was interesting. We both had, Annie was one of our other teammates. Um, yeah. And Annie at least too. it's a big family too. Yeah. I was the, the odd man out. The only child, the, uh, yeah. The widow guy. We did. We just didn't understand you, Shane. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I don't know that I did I'm either. Just <laughs> I was like, I feel like, I mean, but like legit, I feel like Invisible Children allowed me, or that tour specifically, really challenged me in that area of kind of learning about myself. And I don't think I knew who I was, you know. Well, was... yeah, when you're throwing. Sorry. No, go for it. You're throwing four young Americans in a van from like 20 years old to 23 years old. <laughs> yeah. Nobody really knows what they're doing. <laughs> Good luck, stuff. folks. Then, yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely a grow. I mean, that tour was big. And then my next tour, I think I learned a lot too. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I did. I did as well. Every tour, you learn something new. You did how many tours at Invisible Children? Uh, three. Three. Um, but yeah. So I grew up, I was one of six kids, but then. It was five boys and one girl, so I just okay. I was very bad back in the day at um, just working. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that just sounds bad, but um, just uh, communicating and stuff. And I'm still yeah. not perfect. I'm very far from it. But where um, where did you fall in line with that with the six? So I was third. Um, third. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's yeah, and we're calling all over the place. A brother up in Rhode Island. A brother who's like a he works on a, a ship in the Mediterranean. Oh, wow. And then me. Yeah, and then younger brother who's in Pennsylvania. Um, and then my sister's in D.C. She works for like a um, – she helps manage like a homeless charity. Um, and then oh, cool. my youngest brother just started college, so we are spread out wide. Woo. So Parents are uh, finally empty nesters. Are they enjoying that? Oh, or? no. <laughs> no? Not yet. Yeah, not yeah. yet. Um, and my my one brother close enough i mean they're closer though right i mean with college you know it's different they're not they don't have as many responsibilities with the children i guess maybe that's oh no yeah much less responsibility there (laughs) yeah i think they even eat out on the town once once every month or something right now so which is crazy wow really living life to the fullest so yeah dude that's awesome well one thing i like to do if if you're game here i like to kind of go back uh, and go back to childhood and kind of work forward and just kind of learn about you. I'm sure some of this I'll know, but I'm sure some of it will be brand new to myself as well. You cool with that? Yeah. yeah cool. Sure. Well, Hopefully people can stay awake during this portion. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us what was your childhood like? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you kind of get a piece of it there. I'm one yeah. of six kids, so a decent sized family. Um, people are always like, what's it like growing up with six kids? I, I don't know how you could do that. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's all I ever know. I can't imagine having yeah. any less. And it'd be, I mean, we had pretty much the polar opposites. Like, I don't know. There was always something happening kind of thing. And yeah. everybody was always running around a little bit. So, um, always activity. Um, 
but yeah, my mom is a, uh, she comes from a big Irish Catholic family. So she was one of nine and then, um, she's the oldest of them. Um, and then, um, I'm one of six. So, um, yeah, just nice. small town, white suburban, yeah. um, America, um, grew up playing a lot of sports, um, always interested in like traveling and such. And then, um, eventually went to college studied history because i had no idea what i wanted to do with my life and history was interesting yeah so what yeah. isn't it interesting to just like the perspective of you know like that question of well, what was it like i can't imagine like six siblings you know and it's it's funny because like you don't know any different you know like you have this idea of what it would what it would be like i always wanted siblings you know i mean that was always something like i was excited about and there was always that prospect um my prospect maybe that's a bad word but um yeah my parents were looking at adopting there for a while you know my mom wasn't able to have kids after I was born because of her cancer but um you know I, I ended up ha- I, I have a stepbrother and stepsister now and like they came along a little bit later in life and I feel like now that we're both get- we're all getting older like we're starting to you know maybe be a little closer but we live in different places and have different interests and things and so it's like you know, we we're close, but we're not like, I text him on the birthday, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I, I know it sounds bad, but it, it's, it's mutual. It's the same thing. Like every once in a while, something funny will happen and it'll be like, Hey, text, you know, and, and it'll be going to the group text or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's perspective is so such an interesting thing. I, I keeps coming up on the podcast and it keeps coming up in my own life of just outside perspective of what people what you think of yourself, what you think people think of you, what, you know, like what you actually are, you know what I mean? Like all those different things, but it, it stems even back into, you know, talking about just the way you grew up and only knowing the way you, you did it, you know, and, and going about it. Do you think that that plays an effect on you, like, as you think into the future, like how you are now, like, do you like to have a lot of things going on or do you like, like to have peace and quiet or, you know, how does growing up with something always happening around you with all the siblings, how does that affect you today? You think? Right. Yeah. So now I'm like, so excited. This is the first time also I've had a nine to five job in my life. So I'm like, wait, I can come home (laughs) and I don't have any more responsibility and it's still like light outside sometimes, not this point of the year, but yeah, typically and I can just put sweatpants on and like do other things. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. I'm still getting used to it though. Yeah. Like it's been like two months of two and a half months of um, working a nine to five job. I'm like, I can see how people get a little bored with this, but wow, it's so exciting. I have my nights free. I can hang out with my friends and family when I want to. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to take advantage of the alone time when I can. But yeah. then also after like, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a day or two, it's like, oh, I need to connect with people and get out and do something um so yeah yeah i get that i man i'm i'm like i like hide away these days i feel like you know i i work from home so i do a lot at home but you know it's been several weeks where it's like maybe i leave to go get groceries but i just hang out at home i really i really cherish my evenings you know with my with my wife and with my my pooch my dog but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like that's something, that's something I think I learned even at invisible children is like having those boundaries and like learning to kind of appreciate the time that you had that downtime and, 
in an effort to not like burn yourself out and to, I don't know, just stay healthy mentally, I guess. Right. Yeah. I've definitely learned that over the years. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I feel like living in like, and even in Colorado and invisible children. So that's like pretty much the past eight years Yeah. for me before this year, it was like usually a community environment and right. there were things happening. So be like, yeah, I'm going to be active and people are going out or, um, yeah. We're doing this. We're going to go on a hike. Um, sometimes I would say no to the hikes, <laughs> yeah. depending on the time in the morning after the wedding, um, after the weddings would happen. So, um, but yeah, and then but then you always feel like a little guilty. I'm missing out the classic like right. FOMO, FOMO. Um, yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. So, do yeah. It's, you mentioned that you were into sports. Um, what were the? Did you have anything that you like love? What were the kind of sports that you really enjoyed as a kid? Um, it was, I mean, it was like the four most popular ones. Yeah. Um, um, so baseball, played baseball and basketball growing up and then eventually football, um, played cool. classic dumb jock guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was there. I was like about as average as you could get. Um, like one exciting thing two or two or three things happened, but yeah. Um, yeah, not not. I was never good enough to play anything in college, but yeah, you know, follow sports. That was kind of like, it's kind of like a part of the main piece of like a lot of it. I mean, my friends around the area of, uh, connect over among other things and stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. When when you were younger, I feel like every kid has this like thing that they want to be when they grow up. Did you have that, or do you remember what that would be? So I think it depends on the phase of my life. I, I think in my seventh or eighth grade, like the, the when you had to like present what you wanted to do as your career, I think yeah. it was a career, I, career fair, I assume. But I think I, I put up uh, the gen, a general manager of a baseball team. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. So I can actually see even you at that age. That. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I was like, even at that age, I knew I wasn't good enough to be. <laughs> I didn't even dream about being an athlete. <laughs> people be behind closed doors and make deals. Um, so yeah, and I mean, it's always transition. And then maybe in college for fun, I was like, maybe I just want to be a bullpen catcher and yeah. as a baseball player, because <laughs> then you just get to hang out in the bullpen and talk to fans <laughs> and have less responsibility. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought yeah, about yeah. coaching or, or getting into that outside of like? Being- um, not no not in a reason i mean i haven't really had the opportunity to because i was kind of in a mountain town and yeah uh, right. evenings and stuff so um yeah once i get i'm kind of at the point right now where i'm finally um i kind of have time to figure out what i want to do with my free time pick up kind of what i want to devote my free time to what kind of hobbies and um stuff because i feel that i for the first half of this year i was doing like that class and then i was also working so not yeah. a lot of free time to yeah. kind of devote to something so now it's trying to just make sure i'm doing a solid job in my job here and then uh kind of go from there I, I feel like right now um i'm not like not a terrible person but i feel like i need to contribute something to the community or sure. i don't know just get, I mean, a, get the hands dirty i feel like I've, you have all these other guests that you've been talking to i'm like I, these guys are the really nice people. They're great people. <laughs> You're amazing an amazing thing. dude. Oh, it's Stop been a long it. time since I like, I don't know. Um, There's nothing so, wrong with that. Again, yeah. I, I really, I, my, you know, catchphrase or my little uh, tagline is everybody has a story and everybody's story matters. But I, I like, don't just say that because it's 
fits my like brand it's because i really truly believe that you know and um like you're not the only person in the world that that has decided to like hey i'm doing this thing that i don't want to do the rest of my life and i'm gonna go chase something else you know and i think that people need to hear that and i don't know everybody's story is unique and and to themselves and to their life and i think that's important i think it's important to hear so own it man don't be afraid of it it's uh it's real it's it's a good thing um When, so as you like look into middle school and high school, you touched on a little bit, like you, uh, you know, baseball clearly was something you were really interested in, in those days. But, um, as you look to maybe like your high school years, what inspired you to go the history route for college? Um, so I wanted to just be able to, I wanted to like learn something that I liked enjoying, I didn't know that people didn't go to college. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I, like, uh, sought out different, like, routes for my life and sure. such. So, it's like, everybody goes to college, this is what you do. Um, zero idea about the thousands and thousands of dollars of debt that all accrue. Oh, um, yeah. Would you do things <laughs> differently now, so. if you, like, looking back? Like, would you not go to college? Um, maybe. Um, although, I mean, I just, I mean, it's gotten me where I am today and like, yeah. I wouldn't probably wouldn't have gone done invisible children and right. met really cool people out there, um, being able to travel across the country and like hit up, I think I've been to like almost been to like 40 something States, 45 States or something. So yeah. and, like seen a little bit and then met so many different people. Yeah. Um, so I know that's the hard, hard part to for me too. That. Yeah. It's a hard yeah. part for me too. I look back and you know, like I, I didn't love the, I don't know. I went to a, you know, the Christian Bethel. school. Yeah. Bethel. Yeah. And I, there's so much that I learned, right? Like I wouldn't be the same person today if I didn't go there and, and meet the people and my best friends are from there, you know, and, um, the people I'm, I'm closest with, you know, and, and I, I learned so much and I've become who I am today. I went to learn about invisible children and learn those lessons that I learned there and what, you know, whatever it is. And I, I can't, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, well, if I knew what I knew today, like, would I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Maybe I would have uh, kept working at the, um, hardware store and lumber yard <laughs> yeah. after high school. I just kept doing that. Like I did for my summer. Too. Yeah. Right. But that just sounds like, and I mean, I would have, I would have had bet more money and such, but I don't know if that's. I mean, I don't really. Yeah. It's not the big focus in life right I now. Know. I'm trying to focus on just being done with all, all loans and debts, just so yeah. I can like then I have the chance to be a little more free, yeah. um, and do some more positive things uh, without having to worry about money. Um, it's so, not the worst. But, I hate that. I hate money. Yeah. It's just terrible. But it's just what we got to yeah. do with. Maybe we should go back to the barter system. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> that sounds kind of rough too though <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know what I have to I barter <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know how to get beaver skin I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like that was mostly what people traded yeah, just from right? movies that I've the seven movies that I've seen <laughs> from my time uh, yeah what what kind of student were you in high school middle school high school did you were you a good student average i was i was like a like just above average to average like i was not amazing by any means and mm. i 
I never really tried to try. I just just tried so I didn't get in trouble pretty much. Right. Um, I don't think I overdid anything. Like history, I liked a little bit more. Sure. Um, like I remember like studying for those tests, but that was also a time when it was um, just memorize these dates and things that happened. But I also like on the side, I would read like I had like a World War II magazine subscription and stuff that I would read a little bit from time to time. Um, yeah. So a little bit outside of school too, but yeah, I don't, I was not like an amazing student by any means. Um, just kind of did what I did to get by sure. sometimes, sometimes like a joker in class just kind of depended and yeah. depended on the, uh, depending on the makeup of the class. So. I can, I can see that. Yeah. You're, you're a joker sometimes. I like that. Yeah. Um, what would you Teachers say? Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say is like one of the most memorable moments of like your childhood through like high school? what first comes Oof. to mind well um we were all so there's five of us um five kids and then my youngest brother was born when i was going into eighth grade mm-hmm. so that always kind of stands out because it was yeah. like boom oh we got a nice little miracle <laughs> um, eight years after the other one so <laughs> um yeah yeah so youngest brother joe always kind of stands out a little bit yeah um so that was kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I'm more of a, I don't know. I don't know if I have like major experiences. It was just like a lot of little things that kind of yeah. add up to just positive vibes and times and stuff. So I like, I like that though. Like it, the childhood, I mean, obviously like I, I don't have any experience of like having a child come into the world while I was growing up necessarily, you know, within my family. So it's like one of those things that I can't imagine what that's like, especially in eight years, eight year difference? Is that what you said? That, between him and my youngest sister, okay. and I'm like four years younger, older than her, so I yeah. was like 12 or 13 at the time, so. Yeah. Well, my, my mom's similar. Like, her brother is 10 years younger than her. Right. And so it was like one of the kind of similar thing, you know? And she's got some interesting, he was always like a little uh, hellion. He liked to pick on my mom a lot and get, in, get yeah, her get in get trouble. Yeah, get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Did you notice that? Like, was like the younger ones? Like, is there any of those types of things that took place? Like the classic, like younger kids always got away with things compared to you. Well, for him, for my youngest brother especially, because he's he kind of grew up with like most of us not even in the house, so he's had like a much different childhood. Yeah. Than we did. Yeah, um, that's so fascinating too. So yeah, yeah, obviously, uh, much different kind of growing up, and we had like the kind of. It was just kind of the normal sibling rivalry, so it was like you would. It was like the person younger than you would always like. Like that's how. You know, it's how it was just like person that was younger than you. You would kind of that was like where the fights were or the verbal sure. stats and stuff. So sure, um, you know, it's. I mean, it's all love now. Yeah, um, <laughs> but just it, like I feel like that's a maturity up. thing too. Like as I get older, the things that you, I don't know, even like the things like there's there's things that popped up in college you know with some of my friends and whatnot and i just look back and i'm like i don't even care anymore you know like oh yeah i don't know like it's it doesn't affect my life at all like i'd rather just have you in my life let's just can we put that away like i don't even know what we were angry about like (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah, i hear you yeah it's like a maturity thing yeah Um, just and time heals all yeah 
So you were, you're obviously involved in sports. Were you involved in any of their extracurriculars in your younger years? Like band, choir, robotics, 4-H? I don't even know how to spell 4-H. We, I did, um, not really, it was mostly sports, and then eighth grade, we were like, all my friends were like, all right, we're going to do the play this year, and um, so we did, like, we did the play eighth grade, it was South Pacific, and I auditioned, and I sang Weird Al's Amish Paradise, um, yeah, was my audition. I remember and that, I, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, I got the only non-singing role in the play, um, so... <laughs> really paid off there uh, that's awesome. um yeah i mean that was like i did some like catholic related activities it was um boy scouts and stuff like that as, sure. as like a youngster um but then i didn't want to really wake up that early or go camping as much yeah. over time so um yeah um <clears throat> yeah not as many activities i'm trying to think in high school outside of sports i don't think i did too much there either um yeah, so pretty boring, pretty boring guy. But uh, what yeah. about like? Did you ever? Was there any like stories where you got in trouble? Me got in trouble? Yeah, did you ever get in trouble in high school? Like, either like oh. through your parents or just like in school. I don't know. Whatever you're willing to talk about. I'm trying to think. I, I <laughs> um, nothing too bad. Mostly, what I remember is what I got away with. Um. <laughs> <laughs> i remember this one time so i got a story while you're thinking uh, it just yeah. kind of like popped into my head like this is the type of thing that like it's such a silly thing to like i never got in trouble but we kind of got caught but didn't get caught it was uh, a popular thing to do in my little small town indiana was go corning i don't know if you know what that is so uh you would get you know corn because we lived in the middle of fields everywhere uh there was lots of fields you'd go get corn you'd shuck the corn into like a five gallon bucket or whatever and then you'd go and hide in the corn field and then you'd throw corn at cars as they pass by i know it's stupid it's really dumb but it's a no thing that's that... awesome <laughs> it's a thing was the, that... were the, was the corn okay yeah i don't know it's just field corn so it's like <laughs> i know <laughs> Hopefully the cars are okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the thing. Like, generally, like, nothing, maybe you scratched a car, you know, I don't know. We didn't really have that great of stories. I only did it a couple times. But there was this one time, and this person came by, and they had their window down. And we had two groups of people, like, next to each other. We both just nailed them. Like, there's no way. Like, they had corn all up in their car, for sure. And, you know, it's like the fun part is when people turn around and get mad and try to chase after you or, you know, do whatever. And uh, it was like right on the edge of town. So we like cut through the cornfield and my friend Whitney, her house was like around the corner, but they were like patrolling. Like this car was just like waiting for us to pop out and like trying to get us. We got them again because they came back through like driving really slow and <laughs> we threw it at them again. And uh, anyway, they... I don't know if they called the cops or got the cops or whatever. It's right across from the the bar. And so these cops were sitting across the street and we could see them like just sitting there. They're just waiting for us to like do something, you know? And, uh, we had actually parked our car, which was dumb, like across the street. So, uh, in order to get to our cars at some point in time, we had to walk back around to there, but a small town. I was like near my house, maybe like, I don't know, 
mile, mile and a half from my house. So we like all went uh, like back to Whitney's house. And then we walked to my house, which was just like a couple blocks from hers. And we all just kind of like hung out there. And one or two guys like went to get the car so it didn't look suspicious, you know. Well, the cops like stopped them or whatever and like questioned them. And like they had a – nothing happened. It was just like, what are you guys doing? You guys throwing corn at cars and, you know, whatever. But It's a like, very exciting happenstance for the yeah. – I know. We were all like so scared because we knew they got caught. Because we saw like we got in – Oh, maybe we got in somebody's car and drove to my house and we, like anyway we drove by and we're like saw them like talking to the cops and we're like crap they got caught so we like no idea like did they sell us out did they rat us out like are they coming to our house like went inside to my mom and i was like dusty and nile or i don't even know who it was like that they, they they got caught like da, 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 da. like it wasn't even that big of a deal because we like told my mom like we were so nervous about the cops coming and showing up at the house and like getting us in trouble there's nothing like the fear of uh, just the bad things that could happen to you over. <laughs> yeah, like innocent fun, you know? Like, right. Like, what are they going to do, throw us in jail? Like, no, like, they're just oh. going to tell tell our parents or, like, tell us to go home or, like, nothing was going to happen from that. You know? sometimes could be worse than jail, but. Yeah. 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 But it was just funny because, like, looking back, you know, there was, like, a, we were so scared. We're like, oh, no, we're going to get caught, you know? Like, we're going to get in trouble. But, like, now I look at it and I'm like, what Like, what would we have gotten in trouble for? Like, what would they have done? Give us a fine? Maybe? Like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it just was, like, a silly thing to be worried about. But, yeah, that was a, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's – I like that story. That's incredible. There was – I mean, there was corn in my community, but we didn't throw – we didn't really seek it out as much. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't um, – Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Real shocker that you guys didn't do that. Uh, I feel like that was like a very... That's a middle America. Must be a middle America, Indiana Central thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, well, there, are, there was, uh, I mean, we. I grew up in the area that was like slightly rural-ish. Yeah. And there was like, there was people that do like cow tipping, I think, in our area. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I made that up in my head, but I, I think I remember guys saying that. They went to like the the high school in the area, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, my friends... Uh, I mean, there wasn't too many bad things. We had had, like, drinks. I had some friends that would um, do garaging, um, which is way worse. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I never really I never really got into it as much. I, like, I, my parents were, like, slightly stricter, not nothing too crazy, but I didn't really go out on the town as much or, sure. like, do all the parties that everybody else did. Um, I remember one time they borrowed my car, and garaging was when if somebody left their garage open, you would just stick your hand in the fridge in the garage and grab a six pack out oh uh, um, yeah see that's yeah. fine so that's, that's actually illegal um yeah but that's like an innocent one too <laughs> other than the fact that you're stealing but <laughs> um so the one time they used my van i was swimming in my friend's pool <laughs> who also was not home and um and then i didn't even so they used my car we had a couple beers that night and i went home in the morning um, went to church and on the way back from church, mom's like, uh, Dan, can you drive? I was like, sure. And then she gets in the back seat and there's like a six pack of Corona's in the back. She's like, what are these? I was like, <laughs> uh, I, <have> no idea. <laughs> I don't know. And then they just proceeded to dump them out right in front of my face as they're <laughs> kind of scolding me. So uh, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. That's a good one. That's a good story. 
What was yeah, your uh, what was your relationship like with your parents? You said they were kind of strict, but not really. But were you guys close at all, or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, close. I think we're close for having um, six kids as you can be. So, um, yeah, my mom, um, she's probably the more so. She's the much more social one. Um, talk to her for like a I mean to call her for like two minutes and then it'll turn into like the half hour phone call and stuff. <laughs> and then my dad, I could act like I want to call him and talk to him about things for 10 minutes. It might be over in like 30 seconds. So, yeah. um, I guess the stereotypical male, female things that, um, from, from the previous generation, I guess. Um, but yeah, nothing. I mean, they're always good. I had, so one part of my childhood, I did have like pretty bad asthma growing up. Um, and like, I like just basically all like the allergies and everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, and my mom always tried to treat it homeopathically. So I was always like this little, I was like skinny and like not short, but like smaller. So I was just like skin and bones until like eighth grade. And they decided I like did like a, went to a doctor and they did like a a lung test and they're like, yeah, he has about a quarter of a, he has 20% of the lung capacity of a normal person. So I was like, uh, my mom was like, okay, we'll we'll start doing like all the the steroids, all the inhalers and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they also took care of me. Um, they did a great job. (laughs) Um, and then I just like, I, they like put me on inhalers for like three straight days in the children's hospital. And, uh, then I like it within a year or two, I was just like this fat beast. So not a beast, but yeah. larger human, not skin nice. and bones as much anymore. Nice. Um, to the, what people typically know me as in shape today. Did you, did you like have a, like any, did that cause like asthma attacks or like, what was your symptoms? Like what did that manifest as? You just have trouble breathing? Yeah. Just trouble breathing. Like a lot of times I would have like trouble sleeping a lot of nights. So I'd like, during night times, I would, I would just be like sitting up in bed, and then sometimes they would just like put me in the back of it. They would like turn on the shower really hot, and I would stand in the back, not where the water was, and then I would just like have the steam, and I would try to. This is really delicious conversation, <laughs> but just like so, like asthma is like, yeah, like, mucus build up in the lungs, so I would just try to cough up mucus. So um, really yummy stuff. Yeah. Hopefully, if anybody's listening to this around dinner time, it's really scrumptious, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was like things like that. Um, I don't know. Nice. What so, college did then, you go yeah. to? I went to Westchester University of Pennsylvania. Westchester, um, I remember that now. Dub C, um, the Golden Rams. So it's the like Golden Rams. Forty minutes, thirty minutes west of Philadelphia. Nice. Um, yeah. Did you have it's a about, good experience there? Did you like it? Yeah, I th- it was. I think just like everybody, it was like a good just getting away from home not that yeah. home was scary or bad or anything it was just like new experiences and yeah just learn just meet a lot of different people from different backgrounds and stuff so yeah i mean yeah my i lived with, i have like lived with the same four and a half five guys for oh, all four nice. years or three years so um yeah i had some good friends back then um eventually got involved in invisible children there so yeah um yeah, nothing but good stuff to really say for college and um, for like history. I think there's I don't I just had like the best. I had some really good teachers, professors. Yeah. Um, that I was able to learn from and um, could pick their brain and then just had different perspectives that I hadn't 
like you mentioned earlier, perspectives, everything. So yeah, just having different points of views. And I think I'm in the, the shape that every person's like built. I forget what the, this, this is a thing. Um, but like every person's like a diamond. So like, or they're all kind of shaped by the different experiences and people that yeah. are around them. So, yeah, absolutely. um, yeah. So that was just a good thing for me in college. I think to, do you still stay just in touch do, with like any everybody. of your, your friends, the the guys you live with? Yeah, so actually the my roommate that I like randomly was set up with freshman year in my dorm room, he just texted me the other day for his, his wedding's in a month, or not a month, a year, so. Nice. About to figure that out, I guess. Um, cool. But They still yeah, live in the area, um, or they they moved? No, around? everybody's all over the place. Yeah, um, so which is like the story is, of our lives, like working at invisible children everybody came from everywhere anyway and exactly then so there's like little pockets you know estes park was one of those little pockets and nashville and i think i feel like uh what like portland and not maybe not portland but it was in, at one point i think yeah, yeah up p and dub area you know pacific northwest area there's a group of people still group in san diego i'm just gonna say there always seems to be a group in san diego i don't know why yeah yeah it's a good place. It's a great place. <laughs> yeah. For um, sure, yeah. Did you have any, like, professors or what were your, like, inspirations when you were in college or people that inspired you or people that motivated you, um, that, like, made an impact on your life? Yeah, so the one, since we were talking about college, the one guy that really um, influenced me there was a, guy, a professor in his um, – Jim Jones, Dr. Jim Jones, not the uh, rapper or the cult <laughs> murderer. Guy, I mean, but... that'd make for a great story if those were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he, so he was um, a history professor. Um, he just had like a really cool background. I just like the way he kind of carried himself. Um, yeah. And he actually like traveled across the Sahara twice. Oh, um, what? That's cool. Yeah. So like, I don't know, I would, like, go in his office, talk to him about, like, different things. So, like, because I was kind of interested a little bit in African history or, like, colonial history in different places. And um, um, African history kind of turned out to be maybe, like, a little bit more of my center focus. And so I talked to him a lot. And he had gone over a bunch, and, like, he shared his book that he wrote about it with me. And he's like, make sure you nice. don't tell anybody about this, yeah. this part of the book, which has, like, me smoking <laughs> – Whatever this is, hopefully I'm not blowing up a spot right now. <laughs> um, Sorry, Jim. He was like city council too, so yeah. he was always, yeah, he was always on top of like, I think he just it was a good um, idea on how to carry yourself within your own community, yeah. um, so have a good effect there, but also have had that experience across the world. So mm. um, try to go go both ways. I remember after the uh, Phillies won the World Series in 2008, it was like classic philadelphia area people getting excited it happens a lot of places but people were like flipping cars and stuff like that yeah. which was very bad and he was just really upset so he's like man i work so hard for these students to get a good name in the community because we're so uh, the community was like pretty close-knit the year the students yeah. and um residents of the area would, would kind of intertwine so yeah but, did yeah, you ever learn any like day. tough life lessons in college tough life lessons um well money was one of the first ones that came up so it's like just work hard to get your own buck to 
be able to survive a little bit. So I worked yeah. in, I worked at a daycare through college. Um, so there's me, me and all the other males in, in the university. <laughs> Just kidding. It was, it was me and one other guy and we we're both named Dan. Um, so Dan um, Dan. that was pretty fun, but yeah, just having to like, I had a job did like whatever, 20 hours a week in classes and stuff like that. Yeah. So just being able to like somewhat be financially responsible. I still feel like I'm still learning how to do that, but I think that was the big same lesson there. Yeah. Girl, but, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, Experiences are fun, but having money is, or uh, having no debt is good too. Yeah. Is that a, is that a, I don't, I feel like we're the, the norm though, you know, like, I don't know too many people that don't have at least a little debt from college or whatever life, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. People that got scholarships and were smart about it going in beforehand or yeah. smart and yeah. Screw those people. Yeah. Great <laughs> uh, work. Give me yeah. a job. Yeah. Good job. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> right exactly no i'm just kidding um did you feel like you were ready to to like take on the world after college um i don't know i don't think i view myself in that um respect i was really excited to do something though um i was either gonna do the peace corps or invisible children yeah um so that's like another kind of 50 50 toss-up it was like um, because that's kind of a big decision too. Because uh, otherwise, maybe I in the Peace Corps. I'm, I I minored in French in college, so I was hoping to like use that and work mm-hmm. in a francophone country, and um, that would have kind of maybe been a different launching point for the rest of my life. Sure. But, um, I think I'm pretty happy with being able to do. I think Invisible Children was also kind of taking on the world in its own way too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so. I just don't. I don't. I don't. You, I feel like you always, I don't know, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but as I've gotten older and as I've, I've I, I think it's just maturity, um, you know, and the stakes are higher, you know, with uh, your responsibilities and things. But, you know, it's just like as you get older, it's just your focus changes on, on life and, um, you know, there's just, if you don't, if you don't have a job, then you can't, you know pay your rent or pay your whatever you know and it's like these different it's just higher stakes for um i don't know just the life choices that you make and so just a different viewpoint a different perspective for sure as i've gotten older and looking back in like high school and college just like man i i worked hard you know i had a job too like you like you said you know like i had i had jobs and i played sports and so i i was busy as can be uh, throughout all those times in my life, but man, it's just, the focus was such a different challenge. And nowadays it's like, woof, man, there's just a different type of pressure. There's a different type of like stress. There's a different type of like mentality. Um, and I think it's just maturity in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, just the, the fallout on making a bad decision is so much greater nowadays. Right. Yeah. Well, I always just hope it doesn't continue trending so I don't become the old man who <laughs> kids get a ball in my yard and I just yell at them. All right. that's, so that's like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely 
view life a little bit differently now, um, but there's still like the same positivity. I think. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to kind of maintain and and stuff. Um, so, how did you find out about Invisible Children? What, how old, or like what year of college were you in when you first learned of them? Um, I was a junior, um, and somebody talked about um, a screening, or I think they were just doing something. It was just a club activity on campus. Um, so it was in like my South and it was like political science class on South America. Yeah. And I just remember, um, someone talking about it and I was like, Oh, I'm pretty quiet when it comes to like meeting new people, especially at that point in my life. I didn't yeah. know. I was like really bad at talking to people, which when it comes to invisible children is a very rare thing. Yeah. Um, this is true. so yeah, so I was pretty quiet and just wanted to check it out because I really hadn't been involved in college too much, like in any extracurricular activities outside of class and work. Um, so it was, yeah, it was just like a different thing, and I was obviously a little bit scared. Um, but it was cool to just meet people and then have like a goal, not really benefit it, benefit from it personally too much. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, and then it was like, it was the uh, rescue was five months later. Mm. Yeah, so it was like November, I want to say. It was like November yeah. of 20. Was it November? Or it was spring, wasn't it? The rescue? It was spring, so yeah, I got introduced in like in November. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha. And gotcha, then gotcha. I remember I had there, like the dream team squad of like Jolia um, and that crew, yeah. Ivory and um, Nathan. Um canning and i think yeah Bert was, uh, i mix everybody up but yeah so that was like wow this is really cool and then in four months they're gonna have this crazy event and i love doing things that are crazy overnight so yeah I'll sleep outside and, or maybe i'll have an energy drink for the first time and ever <laughs> yeah um, the rescue was for, one of the first i would say like quote extreme events if you were to label it that you know, it was like the idea was to show up to, you know, your location, your site around the country. And um, you were to get rescued by like a celebrity or a mogul or somebody of, of influence or it was to raise a certain amount of money. Correct. It was like money, money, fame, influence or something like that were like the three things that. Um, so and yours was rescued pretty early, right? Um, no, we were actually like the next day. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, and the whole, the whole concept was like to wait, to wait it out. Like if you didn't get rescued that night, then you waited until you did get rescued. Kind of like, a a peaceful protest in an effort to get like someone of influence or money to like give a shout out and put invisible children on the, the map in some ways, you know, or kind of say like, Hey, this is what we're doing this for. And like support these people. And yeah, so you, you made it to the next day. Who was your person that rescued you? Do you remember? Um, we had a, uh, a state senator. Okay. Nice. Can't remember. I'm the worst. Um, it's only been 10 years and I can't remember. Yeah. I, if I only said remember it, I cause I was in but... Chicago, but yeah. Who rescued you in Chicago? Oprah. Oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we were the last city. Yeah, I can't remember her name. <laughs> yeah, there was um, there was the the thing they added in towards the end uh, was the um, 
like you were to commute to the next city if you were like super committed, right. you know? And so it ended up being that people committed all around the, you know, country, but they, they commuted all the way to Chicago and Chicago was the last one. And we ended up, uh, going to Harpo studio, Oprah studio in Chicago. And, uh, we were there for a long time. Uh, it was like five days, four days, five days. And, uh, eventually kind of surrounded Oprah's studio and so when she came in in the morning to go and do her set you know and on in her studio she would see all of us outside and there was like a sign because uh Jason Russell the founder of Invisible Children one of the founders uh he had been on her show before with some sort of like wedding or uh honeymoon or I don't do you remember what it was no I don't (laughs) Anyway, he he had a sign like, "Hey, like we've met before, uh, blah 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 blah," and like they got invited in, and she ended up doing like an impromptu little piece on uh, Invisible Children and the rescue, and uh, with Jason, Bobby, and Laren, and the whole crew that was there in Chicago. It was really cool. Yeah, I remember watching it. I didn't get to go to Chicago. I think my finals were that week so that's the only reason i didn't but, yeah i definitely um, my finals suffered a little bit because of <laughs> that that year yeah well experience was well worth it you don't remember the final scores but you remember that way way more i believe so absolutely absolutely what was your final decision what kind of like convinced you to go invisible children route versus the um peace corps route I think the confirmation, <laughs> that's how like, <laughs> like, or just like getting the post before. Um, cause I think I had a lot more Peace Corps things to do. Um, so I was yeah. like, ah, oh, I'll do this. I like it a lot anyway. And that kind of like, I think I was thinking about Peace Corps for a while and then Invisible Children just kind of came on the radar. I was like, oh, this is something I gotta do. And I kind of just went with the flow with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, <laughs> I know that's not life changing, but yeah, it was just, fun spur of the moment and it turned into two really cool years um meeting a lot of people traveling a lot and seeing some cool things so yeah what tours were you on what what areas did you visit so deep south uh, with you yep mcneely um and Mississippi, then, alabama georgia and florida see um and then i did middle america um okay. with the crew and that was um minnesota iowa kansas right um missouri arkansas oklahoma we'll dip in wisconsin um and then i did mountain west um that was just west of there so utah wyoming colorado arizona um new mexico montana did you have what area of the country not like tour wise like Take the Invisible Children part out of it, just country-wise. What was your favorite area? Whew. Yeah, I, I think somebody. I would. Not, this is somebody like. Just we were talking about this the other day, and it's so hard because there's some things. It's like, it's so hard to rank because I it, love the. I really like the mountains. Yeah. But I also like the beach. Um, just sounds like a dating profile there, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, um, <laughs> and there's even like things I think people have different feelings about different places in the country. But I even like Iowa's. Like my my grandma was originally from Iowa, so sure. there's like, things like there that were really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think 
yeah, you can take like the physical features of the land um, or the nature of the people. And sure. I think everything has its own kind of meaning. Yeah, um, absolutely. If I had to pick a place, I think Colorado, that's where I was for a while. Yeah. Um, and also, I think that's where District 1 was based in Hunger Games. So in like an end of the world scenario where we're not sure about like the future, <laughs> I feel like that's a safer place, yeah. especially with like global warming. Yeah. Well, or uh, maybe just the middle of nowhere if I just go real northern. <laughs> just go Canada, I guess. Yeah, I like it. So, I like it. Colorado seems fair. Seems like a safe yeah. safe place. Yeah, but hey, I've never been to Alaska, so. Man, me either. Have you been to all 48? Did you say that? Uh, no, I, there's been like such random ones. So I've never done South Carolina, mm. um, Michigan. And then there's like. I feel like I've been, there's been like a couple that I've been to, but I don't feel like I've experienced or yeah. done was well. A, that was what I was going to say. Like, what's like, what's you, what do you constitute? Like, if you cross pad, like if you touch down, you're like, I had a layover there. Do you count that? Or is it like, no, it's like a spending a day. Okay. At least a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, mine would be less with that. If I, if I talk about like, just like crossing through or passing through, like, I don't know. There's still a good chunk that I haven't visited, but I've been to a, like you like i've been to a good chunk of the continental united states for sure right yeah it's really cool to be able to like, think about places that you've been so yeah. i mean just comparing it to other people um that's not i mean sounds like you're winning but there's some people who can't winning um, yeah like there's some you go to like some places in the country or like in the world um and they've been no more than like two or three hours from their house or they've only seen like the states or provinces around them. And it's like, I don't, it's, yeah. And they're very happy about it, but I'm like, I kind of take a little, it's very cool to be able to have seen what I've seen. And I agree. I think it's important too, personally, like the places, you know, like I living in small town, Indiana, um, you know, and I've had different talks with different people from, you know, Indiana and, and whatever about this as well. But it's like, there's comfort there. I get that. And a lot of times we feel maybe like we're stuck in those areas, but it's always going to be there, you know, like venture out, go explore a little bit, like go take a class somewhere else or, you know, like don't there, there's tons of excuses why not to. Right. But like the benefits of going and you can always come back. I promise you it'll always be there and probably pretty close to the same whenever you get back, you know, like there'll be some changes, but I don't know. I just, I think that it's really important. And, and you know, this Dan, like everywhere you go, different parts of the world from Iowa to Colorado to Florida to Mississippi to Alabama, wherever it is, like there's just different cultures in each of those different places. And I, I, I think it's, you know, perspective, like we've kind of touched on several times, but like just learning and understanding and like knowing people and, and knowing what you're the environment that you're around, I think is like super important. And I think it just benefits the human being and the, the human psyche and allows us to uh, be more empathetic towards people. Yeah, I think part of that is also, yeah, because people are typically scared of what they don't know. And I think the mm. more things you know, the, mm-hmm. the better. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just, that's like one thing I, you know, I have family and stuff that 
you know, they've just they've stuck around Indiana. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with like staying in the area, but explore, get out there, ask questions, learn about the world. It's a big place. It is. Yeah, it's a big place. There's a lot to it. It's crazy to think about too, like how how minute you and I are. You know, just our our being. Speak for yourself, Shane. Ooh, um, baby. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, um, yeah, we're so small. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just the, like, just specks in the world, you know? Yeah, getting know. real. But. <laughs> you gonna make me start thinking about the universe. I know, I know, it's, uh, it's real, I, I think about that stuff, though, like, I think about how, like, man, we're just so small in, in comparison, into the more we know, the more, the better, and, I don't know, just so much to think about, but. Back to Invisible Children. Uh, you did those tours. You also did. Um, you were on the what was it? The street teams? Is that what they're called? Yeah, very memorable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was yeah. more of an internal memory, like most people outside of. <laughs> oh, that, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was. It was like a pilot program to like ex- extend Invisible Children's brand, um, and I think it was like my third or fourth day um, in Chicago, and Coney 2012 happened, which I, I don't know if you've talked about that before. On Not a lot, podcast, but, but some. Um, even if you haven't talked about it, a lot of people may have known about it. It was just the viral campaign that kind of like blew up. Um, Literally. awareness for invisible children but also kind of did some damage too um yeah and so my job to kind of grow the brand of invisible children kind of went out the window when that happened yeah um so um i like to say i got fired even though i didn't they just stopped the program but i always <laughs> tell people i got fired because it just sounds cooler yeah um did you yeah i don't but, even know like did you guys end up coming back like to the office yes like, yeah that's right so like, we like yeah we came back well first we came back at the end of the tour just to like kind of re right and then I you just like never went like, back <laughs> i think we went back just to like get our things <laughs> and just leave as quietly as we came um Man. but yeah <laughs> i think yeah what i did at one point i think i was at the end i helped drive Right, Alex Alberico's car from Austin, Texas to to San Diego, and I was wearing his. I didn't really have comfortable shoes, so I wore his like grandfather's <laughs> nice sneakers. They were the most comfortable shoes, but I didn't really know how to wear them. And we were driving it, and I had never driven stick before, um, so I'm driving his his car, and we're like passing over like immigration, oh, <laughs> and I'm like just stalling the car. I'm like, okay, you can go. I'm like, okay, but wait, hang on. <laughs> I swear there's no drugs in my shoes. They're just really old man <laughs> shoes, and they're so comfortable. <laughs> oh, jeez. Those are, like, really intimidating, those stops. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've done that, that track a few times, you know, when I did my uh, I did my uh, internship in San Antonio, Texas, and then drove out to San Diego to visit my buddy. And uh, I did those checks by myself, and they're just intimidating because they're – you know, it's like armed guards. You go through this like checkpoint, and they check your ID, check your registration, and 
they'll sometimes they take the little mirror thing, you know, along the edge, and you're like, oh, they had the dogs or whatever, and you're like, okay, let me go, please. <laughs> I'm not doing anything bad, I promise. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Can I just watch a movie on the station yeah. while you guys do all this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, you can go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting. Yeah, time. a lot of those fun travel stories when you're driving in a van too. So. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any fond memory, like even from our tour? What What do you remember from our tour? Well, if we're just talking traffic stops, I remember. <laughs> I think you were. I think you were in the car with Annie when she was getting pulled over. Maybe it was like our so. first or second night. Yeah. Um, we we're driving, so we did, like we tried to do the trek from San Diego to the south. Yeah. And she was getting pulled over, which is, I mean, that's fine. I think we've all gotten pulled over in our life. Um, but I was in the second van with Elise, and she's like, "Shit, Dan, what do we do? I was like, <laughs> we don't do anything. We just pull over and wait. We're not gonna... <laughs> yeah. Like I know she didn't mean anything by it, but the way she talked about it, I was like, oh. We're not going to do anything. We're yeah, yeah. Not going to hurt anything. Yeah, we so, got what we just got to just speed off. Yeah, we got we a warning. I think I don't think anything happened. I don't remember yeah. if I was in the van. Was it you and I that were, you were sleeping? I feel like it was you and I that were in the van, and she got no. Maybe I wasn't there with her. I don't know. I knew Elise was with me. Maybe you were in the back. Oh, okay, but. you were with Elise. No, yeah, I don't know. You drove a lot that tour. We had two vans and six people. Um, so we had, uh, Owl, Irene, and Monica. I don't remember Monica's other name. Akello. Akello, Monica. That's right. I was trying to think of that the other day. Uh, for whatever reason, Owl, Irene, like, sticks with me, but Akello. Yeah. 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 Anything else yeah. that stuck out to you? I, I, like, thought back, um, you know, since the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Oh, uh, um, yeah, that was, yeah. When I I live I live just up the road from Parkland. Like I I drive by Marjorie Stoneman Douglas every once in a great while, and so it's just kind of odd, you know. It's weird to think about, but yeah, like I just think about that. Like, man, I was there, you know. Like I've been in that school. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think about because there's so many schools and everything. And oh yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Well, especially because we had Annie did such a good job of like all those videos. Yeah. So, like, that's the only reason like I kind of remember some of those names is cause we watched like those videos. She just has those videos online still. Does she have them online still? Oh man. I think so. I gotta check that so, out. I think if you look, uh, schools for schools, uh, frontline tour, maybe yeah. deep South, but, um, yeah, just doing all those like dumb videos that we had, which were also like amazing. So yeah, they were great. They were great. They, like Annie was a champion with those. Like she would always make sure we did them, and I don't know, she was awesome. We, uh, I was trying to think. Like I've thought of different people, like Ashley Platte. Yeah. Uh, in like Orlando area, um, I would love to see her. Ashley, if you're listening, let, let me know and uh, reach out to me. I know she knows I'm in Florida, but. Like, I, I just think about, like, yeah, we stayed on her, like, slept on her in her living room, you know, couch and floor and whatever. And, um, she took us to Disney World, which was pretty cool. Um, we went to, what, Universal and Disney World, that same, like, tour, that same part. Yep. I don't remember much about, like, Mississippi or Alabama. Um, Jones, I remember her. She was, like, one of her... <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Suzanne. Suzanne, um, yeah. Mississippi. We didn't have too many screenings in Mississippi. Yeah. Um, 
Alabama was cool because we had the um, we had Birmingham. Um, Birmingham was cool. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. And we had like a nice little getaway in Mobile, and I got cornrows. It was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, I think man. Arian gave me cornrows, and then yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember some of the schools. Like, I um, was it Auburn? Auburn. Yeah. I think Auburn Auburn's, was yeah. like the big one where we did the it was outside. One of our first ones. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was outside though, right? Like in their mm-hmm. like student hall or student. I don't know. I remember that campus was just really beautiful and like big. It was just big. That space was really big. Uh, that we did it outside. Uh, I remember Florida really well, probably because that was my part of the tour. Um, yeah yeah i remember florida well too now i'm remembering i was like i was in charge of alabama we did tuscaloosa too oh um, yeah just like the big library yeah yeah Yeah. there's been times where my wife and i've been driving in like this area you know in florida or like we'll go down to miami and we'll drive down to fort lauderdale or whatever and we're driving through some of these like towns or just kind of off the beaten path and i'm like man this area looks super familiar like and then you're like passed by a high school and you're like, what's the name of that high school? Like, <laughs> ah, like, I don't know if I remember that, but this looks really familiar for some reason. Or, uh, we went to this last weekend, we went to Hollywood, uh, like Hollywood, California, Hollywood beach area. And I remember there's like this, this like little circle area in Hollywood. And I'm like, I know we are here. Like, I remember this. It was at night. It was an evening. Like, I don't know what the screening was. I couldn't tell you, but like, I know we were in this area for sure. Um, yeah, it's just deja vu all over again. Yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes it's just these like weird moments where you're like, "Whoa, this looks really familiar." Like, I have those little moments. I I couldn't tell you, right? Like, I have no idea. I don't remember a lot of the schools. I know some of them, but I don't know many of them. That's for sure. Oh, it's, it's tough when you do. I think we did like 110 screenings, so 110 yeah. screenings in 10 weeks. Um, yeah, and you and I, I mean, you did three tours, I did two, so times three for you, times two for me. It's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, and we split those up sometimes in the first couple, but yeah, yeah. no, it's a lot of people, a lot of things, and so yeah. many conversations, so yeah, just some mental pictures. You always wish you had, I'd taken like a diary, but I'm not <sighs> good at writing, oh, yeah. but I think I always like tried whenever I did like that or I did like a travel abroad or something like yeah. that. I always like start writing a diary or something or journal. Yeah. Journal's the the more male version, isn't it? Probably stereotypes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I always was real bad at just keeping that up. And then I would always end up. I'm not like good at writing like good sentences. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. much better at just Same. writing like I did like an outline. Like did this this today. Yeah. This. I know. It's like this isn't much different than. I would this. love to read some of my old like diary journal deals. I have like, yeah. I have some journals like where I'd write poetry and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I still have some of that from like tour and stuff, and I, I've added to it and whatever. But I don't know. It's it's like my own like personal collection. But uh, it's kind of yeah. weird. Um, I was, I was gonna say I had a question or a thought. Uh. Shoot, Dan, I went blank. It's okay. Um, was there, man? What was it? I was gonna. I had it was something good, man. It was good. 
Well, I don't know what it was. It's eluded me. Maybe it's for the better. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. <laughs> um. Well, so we've kind of did. When you left Invisible Children, did you go straight out to Estes Park then in Colorado and start working there? Um. When I got fired from Invisible Children. When you. Um. When you got fired. <laughs> when you got fired from your street team. <laughs> um. I didn't get fired just in case anybody's worried about Boston's <laughs> talk. Um, no, so I did. I came back to the Philly area for a couple months um, because from my third tour, I'd, I actually got a trip to Uganda. Oh, yeah. Um, so Tell us about that. I had a little. Oh, it was amazing. Um, so it was like 10 days, 10, 12 days. Um, and it was with some really cool people um, Timmy Harris. Um, Tyler and Kelsey and yeah, I need um, to get Tyler and Kelsey on the podcast. But Timmy's been on the podcast. I want to get Tyler and Kelsey are both on my list. I I plan to reach out to them soon. So Tyler and Kelsey, are listening. Yeah, there's actually so um, if they are listening, Tyler um, recorded me and Timmy doing um, a music video um, (laughs) in Uganda and. The release was supposed to be 2012, 2013, and yeah. it's gotten to be 2019. Um, so it's really, it's really. You're waiting for your music video, huh? Yeah. So yeah. we were called Mzungus with attitude. We were M- MWA <laughs> Mzungus with attitude. Mzungus just white person in Uganda, um, in Nacholi. It's just the local language of um, some northern, just part of northern Uganda. So yeah, it was a very good cover. Do you remember our little uh, music video in the in the uh, laundry room of the Ava? Of the what? <laughs> of the Ava apartments. It, it's an inside joke as well. I don't know. We can talk about it offline. Oh, yeah, I have to, might have to do that. Yeah, so we'll long. talk about it offline. That one's a... Uh, sorry, folks. That one's for uh, private conversation. <laughs> The MWA, the one in Uganda, that was like a process throughout the trip. I think Timmy uh, brought his ukulele, so and I learned how to play a couple chords on there. Nice. Um, so we just did, yeah. Oh, this is, this is what I was thinking about earlier. Can you imagine, like, it would have been awesome if we had, like, podcasts on the road. Like, just video blog. Like, if, if every team did their own, like, video blog for Invisible Children, where you're like, hey, we're headed to this place, like, post, you know? Right, yeah, no, that would have been incredible, especially, like, updates from the office. It was just usually, like... Yeah. It was, like, usually, like, three sentences or something like that. So, yeah, like, a nice minute to, like, share with everybody. It would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. Way before the time of the internet. Yeah, this is before the internet in 2012, (laughs) 2011. Yeah. I just, like, I feel like a podcast would be awesome because then you could, like you could have such a recording of like your thoughts and the things you were doing and your things you're excited about and whatever. Like, Oh, it'd been, it'd have been cool. It's crazy that technology has come this far that that wasn't even in people's mind back then. Maybe. I mean, I don't know when podcasts really, I think they didn't work popular past like four or five years, but it was probably started around then. Yeah. Quietly. I think they, they started coming on around then. I mean, cause we did live streams, you know, like with, uh, invisible children and stuff, but, Right, that was great. I only I only know this because I think Rogan is coming up on Joe Rogan. You know, shout out to the the great the great Joe Rogan, the powerful Joe Rogan. Uh, he I was listening to his podcast today and he said something about 
how it's like coming up on 10 years for him doing podcasts. So it'd have been, you know, 2010, 2009, you know, ish. Right. So, you know, yeah, been right around our time, but it'd have been early, early. That'd have been the early inception of the uh, podcasting world, I guess. Well, if we fast forward to, um, you know, kind of today and, um, as you look into the future, Dano, what, uh, what are you looking forward to most? Whew. That's easy, Shane. That's such an easy question. <laughs> Here are the tough ones. I've let you off the hook until now. So you've got, you've got uh, like three or there's four. More, there's more like, hard ones? Yeah. Oh, geez. The hard ones are really coming now. Oh, no. Um, honestly, this is kind of very, this is very small, um, or maybe small minded, but for me, I just want to get, I just want to be done with all debt and loan and stuff like that, which is maybe a little small minded, but I think there's a lot more that I would like to do and I can do other things in the meantime too, but just to have that off my chest to be able to just kind of focus on the next thing and, um, spend my time and money on things that kind of care about a little bit more than, um, yeah paying back the government or whoever yeah right so uh looking back what advice would you tell little dan if you were to look back and like i don't know pick a time frame time period what would you what advice would you give yourself Uh, let's say let's let's say uh like middle school high school dan what advice would you give yourself Freshman year of high school. Perfect. Right in the middle. Um, I would say, I don't know. Uh, it would be like, be more positive. Um, B. B you know, positive. Plan, B. Yeah. It would just, yeah. P-O-S-I-V-T-Z-I-S-Y-W-I-Z. I'm so glad you know that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like those are like kind of my big, like I don't remember getting in trouble a lot. Yeah. In high school, but I do feel like there was times where I wasn't the best individual to other people, mm. and even to this day, I always think about that. I don't think I did anything horrendous or mean, terribly mean to anybody, but I always think about just be a good person all around um, to every person. Um, so I don't know. I feel like there was times where I wasn't as good, and I still to this day I'm not. But um, I feel like I could have been more focused on that back then. But also being a 15, 16 year old it's tough but true yeah hmm. that's a good one i think that's a good advice for for anyone really i mean just be more positive i i wish i wish that upon myself as well do you ever think about your legacy dan my legacy like legacy uh scholarship fund yes like that but <laughs> only on the reciprocal uh, the reciprocating the receiving end there we go right um, I feel like I haven't thought about a legacy until maybe recently. Like, um, like 30 seconds in ago? The past, yeah, just <laughs> in the past when you just started asking me that question. Um, no, maybe past like six months, a year yeah. or something like that. Um, well, when you look back on your life, what, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, what do you want your legacy to be? Or like, what, what are the thoughts that come to mind whenever you've thought about that? Um... I guess it's different, yeah, different thoughts on different areas on that. So, um, so I, I don't really, 
I think on personal legacy, maybe I was thinking about a different, um, just what I want to be like when I get old, maybe <laughs> or sure. who's around me by then. Um, yeah, just having like a close knit community by that time. But yeah, legacy, I could maybe, I guess I, I don't care too much as long as people don't think I was an asshole. Yeah. Um, think I was an okay person and made them laugh once in a while and like was a hard working person. It's pretty much the three basic ones, but yeah. Um, yeah. I like it. I don't, I don't think you're an asshole. I know you're a hard working well, person and you make me laugh, laugh every well, once in a while. So you're achieving, guess, you're, you're achieving guess, your legacy already. There's no more. Yeah. Go. You've done it. <laughs> Check that off the box. No, Next that's time. awesome. That's cool. <laughs> Cool, man. Any advice or additions as we kind of close things out you want to add or feel free to plug anything you want and advice no, advice to others, thoughts, opinions? Well, um, if, you have, if you're taking advice from me, I think you've reached a poor point in your life. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. False. Um, <laughs> um, no, I got nothing. Cool. Just, uh, just don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Uh, but, but maybe worry a little bit. Okay. <laughs> there are things so I should stop. Should take a, no, no, no. <laughs> that was also a segue to get Shane to stop singing. <laughs> yeah, but All if right, you're not man. worrying about anything, then you're not doing that very much. Yeah, um, that's true. But enjoy Bob Marley. Yes, enjoy some Bob Marley for sure. All right, dude. Cool. Well, let's close things out. Thank Talking you so much, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, people, for taking the time to listen, I guess. I'm also a little sick, so sorry. My voice is a little raspy and sounds like I'm an old man slash sick old man. You're all good, man. You're all good. All right, dude. I'm going to close it out. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show today, visit us on Facebook and Instagram. You can like, comment, follow our posts you want to go above and beyond please share the crazy face you know podcast with your friends and family and shoot might as well share them with those random strangers we're welcome to everyone once again please visit crazyfaceuno.com there where you can buy our merchandise or donate your contributions help us share more stories like the one you heard today dan krosner stories just like yours let's say thank you again for listening We love you all. Peace.